Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, Built on a Rock. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. Some say they're John the Baptist, others say Elijah, but I call them Lars and Zachary <laughs> Brockoff. Thanks for being here, guys. <laughs> you're, uh, this, this is getting very creative, Mason. Uh, yeah, this is wonderful. You know, you're, nice job. Yeah. Yeah. Thank it's, you. Uh, it, Thank it, you. It relates well to the text. And, uh, right. Uh, you know, wow. I, I didn't know uh, uh, we were that famous. But, I've never uh, felt more on brand, on brand. With, a, with, a, with a scripture passage. <laughs> Well, of course, today we are taking up the hymn Built on a Rock, uh, and it is paired with our gospel reading this week from Matthew 16, chapter, uh, verses 13 through 20. Um, Zachary, tell us a little bit about this hymn. When was it, when was it written, and uh, did it have a specific um, like purpose behind it? I mean, was there like a church capital campaign going on, perhaps, <laughs> something like that? Uh, no capital campaign, sadly. Um or, you know, we could sing it in those contexts, I suppose. But no, um, our, our hymn writer, uh, Nikolai Grundtvig, and you just have to say that a few times just for the fun of it, uh, that name, uh, he wrote it. We don't exactly know why. Uh, some people speculate, um, as many of these older hymns are written in, the, in a time of, of great challenge and war, um, we know that he lived near a cathedral that collapsed. Whether he wrote it in, in, the, in uh, response to seeing this and witnessing uh, just the collapse of, of a structure, we're not quite sure. But I think anytime we, we know that there's some history behind it like that, you can start to think, well, that was then and it was, it was written uh, for those kinds of uh, uh, difficulties. Um, how about now, um, outside of maybe uh, when uh, Notre Dame uh, was right. on fire, and you saw the uh, the whole thing sort of uh, crumbling. Oh, this is time to pull out this hymn. Um, actually, um, I think the the idea of the church falling apart. Um, you just have to spend five minutes around any church office anywhere, um, and you'll hear about how things uh, like they used to be uh, fifty years ago, or or twenty years ago, or whatever, are no longer. Um, and and uh, it just doesn't take long to hear this kind of thing about how the church is falling apart. Um, what, what are we going to do? Uh, how will the church survive? All these kinds of things. This hymn is written really in response to that notion um, that all the things that we're going to hold on to um, really are not the, the rock, the foundation upon which the church is built. Yeah, I think that's that's key, and it does sound a bit like the steeples falling. Yeah, uh, that you know walls come tumbling down, uh, whatever. Uh, but it's it really does speak to the 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 love that people have for their their church, uh, and oftentimes that love gets put into the the building itself, mm-hmm. as if 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 the building were not there, then our our or hopes any would number be of other things. I was just listening to somebody yeah. the other day. It was look, you know, as you do, you browse church website, you click on it. It was sort of. I can't remember what the headline was on the website, my story or something. Mm-hmm. So then you click on this and it's somebody talking about, uh, you know, I came, this is, uh, I just love my church because my, ch- um, all that kind of thing. This hymn mm-hmm. says, you, you have this completely backwards. And actually, um, you'll find nothing but great distress 
um, so many of I, – I grew up in a, a Lutheran family with Lutheran pastors sort of scattered around the family tree. And I took the easy road into church work in the music <laughs> field. Um, uh, that's what I'm accused of doing anyway. <laughs> but all these places that so many of these family members served uh, are have have closed. Uh, they no longer exist. And and uh, and so here's our great picture of the church. Uh, um, and you know places where people for years came and worshipped, and and you you had this. It's all nothing. Um, <laughs> and so. Uh, the comfort of this hymn is the church still exists, uh, even even as we watch these things that we hold on to just crumble. Uh, so, so then, what is this this built on a rock? I mean, if it's not the church building, yep. uh, and it's not the uh, uh, it's not the you know the the grand steeple or sure. the, the bells or the or even the beautiful organ or right, stained glass, what or even what our, is our the hymns, rock that right. this church is built on? Yeah. So, well, of course, the Roman Catholic uh, Church is going to say uh, when when Christ says, "You are Peter," and here's our first pope, and so uh, here's the rock. Uh, <laughs> um, Lutherans, I, I think, and, and you can expound on this better than I will be able to, but uh, we'll say that that it's of course the the confession that Peter actually makes: "You are the Christ," uh, and and this faith upon which uh, the the uh, the church then stands. Um, uh, and of course, Lutherans will say this is the church exists wherever the the gospels preached, the sacraments are given. Interestingly, um, these stanzas do a good job of doing that, and we can, we can maybe pick them apart a little bit. But there's one stanza I just have to mention that they that they left out of of this uh, version of the hymn, and it says this: um, Here stands the font before our eyes, telling how God has received us. The altar recalls Christ's sacrifice and what His supper here gives us. Here sound the scriptures that proclaim Christ yesterday, today the same, and evermore our Redeemer. Which, of course, is uh, it sounds sort of like a roll call of objects in the church. There are a few hymns in the hymnal that do this, you know. <laughs> and there's a font, and there's a pulpit. Um, that's not really what we're going after, but actually where faith, then where you can look and say, here Christ is going to give that faith, um, and say, um, even the gates of hell are not going to prevail. Um, a bulldozer is going to knock over uh, so much of what you think the church is, but uh, hell cannot cannot do anything um, when I take water and my word and a, and give it to you. Right. Um, so uh, that that right there, uh, that stanza, perhaps more than any of these, unfortunately, tells you exactly where where faith can be found in Christ and what Christ gives. Yeah, I think that's that that's really important to to notice that this is saying that that uh, while all these other things are are being destroyed around us, mm-hmm. things that we may even love, maybe even a, a pulpit, yeah. uh, maybe a baptismal sure. font, maybe sure. even the steeple uh, that marks things, that these are all calling people to the gospel. Right. These are the places where the where the the blessing of Christ is given to you that cannot be taken away. Um, so when the when all the other things are destroyed. Uh, that's that's what the the last part of each of these uh, each stanza, the last line mm-hmm. of each stanza is really saying, right? Is that uh, um, those the the things were not the rock. The rock is the word of Christ on which the church is built. Yeah, I the one the one stanza in here too that I think is interesting. Just well, curious because <clears throat> it says um, you you're theoretically most likely. Um, standing in a, in a sanctuary or a chapel and singing these words together. 
surely in temples made with hands, God the Most High is not dwelling. Uh, here we all are in our temple uh, saying, God, uh, we've, we've come to worship you. Uh, we've, cr- we've created this structure, um, raised our money in our capital campaign, uh, and uh, you're nowhere to be found here. High in the heavens is where Christ is. So it's the latter half of the stanza that finally says, um, God in heaven um, comes not just in this temple, but actually to make uh, your body uh, his temple, um, uh, where where God's spirit, as, as Paul will say, uh, is actually is going to dwell. Uh, you, are, you are no longer your own, uh, <laughs> but temples in which uh, God's spirit now dwells. Um, right. And, and of, of course, the, the point of that is uh, the problem that we have with, with any church that becomes like a temple is we go there to find God. Sure. Rather than God has come to find us yeah. in the word and sacraments, doesn't matter the place, right? That he's dwelling with you. So, you, so that's actually the, the twist that has to happen. You don't have to go and search for God at a holy place. Mm-hmm. God, you have to, you, you are been given a promise to trust that God is with you on your side, among you, in your heart, whatever that, however you want to say that. Sure. So, uh, I, all the stanzas uh, do this pretty well. The other one I liked, um, because so many musical arrangements will take the fourth stanza of this hymn that talk about Jesus blessing the children and give it to children to sing, which it can be effective. But then you think, it's sort of an odd thing that God would, or uh, that our hymn writer would, would toss in children just so we don't forget them or something. Um, uh, finally, though, it's, of course, Christ is, there, there's plenty of scriptural evidence that Christ says, bring the children to me. Um, the, the end of that stanza, however, um, Christ, who gives the Spirit to us, says, you are my children, <laughs> um, is really the, the point. Um, not just that you can bring the kids along, too, and they'll find something worthwhile. Jesus really <laughs> likes them. Uh, but then that, that Christ has said, you you are mine, uh, you are my children in this. Um, and, uh, and so th- th- there's another promise in that stanza. The last one I, I just, I'll bring up uh, too, um, that it seems to say the opposite of the first. Um, grant that when church bells are ringing, the, as long as we can be here, God, uh, we, we really uh, help us out. Uh, keep it going. Uh, it's an odd way to end it. But in some ways, but but the hymn writer, I think, really means to say, for as long as this earthly temple <laughs> that we've constructed can last, uh, use it, God, for the purpose of bringing those to hear your word and your promise um, and your peace, um, that even as everything in the world around us is collapsing, uh, we have something more from you. So... Um, that, 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 that these buildings and these things that we construct can serve a purpose, whatever it is, singing hymns, uh, uh, ways to serve the, the community around us, um, all so that they might know what, what Christ has done.
Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.